This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy! It is the Chicagoverse podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Oh man, this is fun. Uh, Dynasty Podcast live from Virgin Hotel. My name is Haima Black. I'm the host of Dynasty Podcast here. Shout out Virgin Hotel for hosting us another week. Uh, before we get into tonight's broadcast, we got to mention Rick Wilson, uh, scheduled for tonight's broadcast, had kind of a auto issue, nothing serious, nothing traumatic, um, but he may or may not be on tonight's show depending on uh, his transportation situation, so hoping Rick can make it tonight, and if not, we'll definitely get him on it on a future broadcast, but in the meantime, here tonight... Shout out Rick Wilson. Shout out Rick Wilson. Uh, here tonight in person, Pro of Privacy. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great. Thanks yeah. for having me. Dude. Okay, so this is, <laughs> this is that's why I said this is going to be fun eventually. and easy. Yeah. You and uh, like obviously you are a musician, a producer in the city. We're going to talk about all that, but obviously also you worked on this podcast for a long time, and you have since like kind of really spread your wings and like been traveling worldwide. But but you and I worked together alongside each other for a long time, and that was awesome. So I'm I'm very glad to have you here from a personal level, man. Yeah. It's always great to see you. Yeah, me too. I'm actually really glad that. Uh, well, I feel like I have hair all over my, <laughs> my face. It's a problem. But yeah. um, I'm actually glad that I was able to step, you know, like, because I haven't, I was been traveling mm-hmm. this year. It's what, April now? It's, it's April been, now, it's yeah. It's been all of March traveling, and like January and February, I was, we've been busy. But I was meant to say that I was, I'm happy that I was able to like step away from Dynasty because I remember it would have definitely felt weird for me to be like, Come in here like every other week or so, and then just like well, you have a lot then, going on. Yeah, but it, it's just like I'm I, I like it helps me to be more of like a guest. Sure. As, after having not been here for like a few months. Yeah, man. Well, you way, you've had this incredible yeah. couple of months this year where like you've been traveling, and we'll talk about all that in the music. But like, of course. um, we always kind of start with like like how did music happen for you? Like how did that start for you? Like where did you really get your start? So, I mean, I started playing piano when I was seven, and I never stopped playing music since then. Um, I started taking piano lessons when I was seven. I actually started playing piano or a violin as well, except Mm -hmm. it didn't really work out. And after six months, I just decided piano was more my fit. And then when I was 12, I started my first band, and I played bass in three bands consecutively. And I also picked up guitar during that time period. As soon as I started playing bass guitar, I taught myself guitar as well. You know, they're kind of interchangeable. And yeah, the last band I played guitar and keys, played throughout these, that was a period of five years of my life, a solid five years if not actually six, played a bunch of shows. And then once the last band split, it was my first year in college and I just really was feeling lost because I kind of, one of my, one of my bigger factors to staying in Louisville right after graduating high school, because mm-hmm. I grew up in Louisville, Kentucky, was, you know, to stay with the band kind of like, 
But I always kind of knew it wouldn't ever last that long, and eventually I had to figure things out on my own. And that's, it was really just, it was bound to happen. And so I actually went on a meditation retreat when I was 19, I believe, and it was a 10-day silent meditation retreat, and I made the decision during those 10 days that there wasn't anything else that I felt was right for me to pursue as a career that wasn't musical or musically involved or right. just just full-on, like... And so that brought and you so, to Chicago? So actually, the day after my retreat... Well, yeah, well, that was a year before I came to Chicago, actually. Mm-hmm. And so the day after that retreat, I went to Guitar Center, and I just bought some studio monitors. I bought an interface, my first microphone. And, um, yeah, and I started learning how to make beats it it's been a it's been a journey since then yeah so So you came to chicago for college you were at columbia Mm -hmm. uh what year did you start there 2013 2013 that's the year i started teaching there and uh i never had you in a class but i did i visit your class was that what it was i think i visited your class right it was actually the amp hip-hop class it was the amp hip-hop class yes and you came in and mentioned that you were looking for interns and I was looking for an opportunity, and I was like, oh, it sounds something to be involved with. So, yeah, yeah I sent you an email, and I think for a few months we were kind of, like, messaging each other back and forth, and then finally ended up talking and meeting up and starting. Yeah, that was when we were really building out the current team that really started around my time with Columbia, which of course includes like Audrey Sutherland, Ingrid Legends, like all these people that you and I know. And you were really like the third person in this like now kind of like, you know, this, this whole little like group that's really developed, but you were very early on. So, um, on my end, I was like kind of building out the next generation of the team after my previous team had all basically graduated in one form or another. And, it was really helpful to have like both you and, and Ingrid Legends, who's another uh, producer on the podcast, who's also focused on audio arts. Mm-hmm. But having like people like you and her, who really knew audio inside and out, who knew it from an artist perspective, a producer perspective, like that was like huge. And it it was cool when you came on because you were eager to learn, you were eager to do a lot of, you know, try a lot of different media yeah. work. You hadn't done a podcast before, you hadn't done live streaming before, because that's not a, a thing yeah. a ton of people have done. So, like, what was that like for you when you got started? We're not going to talk about the podcast the whole time, but, you know, what was it like for you getting to, like, l- gain that set of skills and add that to your audio side? It was, I mean, it was really exciting. I mean, definitely I was excited before I started and during the whole time that I was with Dynasty Podcast, it was exciting because I think it was mainly because of all the people that you were interviewing, you know? You met so many. Because there was so many, because about, you know, becoming successful in any industry, you got to network, you got to meet people. And as soon as I moved to Chicago, you know, I kind of like feel like I took a year to kind of just feel it out. And then I just started really trying to network and start just doing something that was right. going to lead to more things that would matter <laughs> in my life. And so, yeah, I think the podcast for me, yeah, it was definitely a good way for me to use my knowledge and kind of expand 
on it and I f- this my skill set and what the purpose of the podcast is it all like fits in and me as a music producer and as an artist as a creative all the people coming through to to talk on the podcast it's like all these people I can meet and I can network with them and yeah some of them I might never see again some of them might be like the best connection I've ever made or you know you never know what one interaction is going to lead to so that's that's the main yeah exciting part that I that I feel like I was always that I wanted to be a part of Dynasty for it was not, I mean aside uh, also to help and be witness well, and sure. be a part of the podcast you know the, like the 10 year uh the 10 year, the 10 year mark was yeah. insane like me being a part of that was pretty yeah know, I, I just felt blessed because that's me that's me coming into something that you've been working on for at that point you know it's like nine years a year later it's 10 years like you'd been you put in all this work and then <laughs> i just came in and it's like oh yeah 10 years dynasty x <laughs> well and, so and cool. for anybody like basically what we did with that was and like, everybody that came that day it was just like sick that was an insane Every event. Person, it's great to celebrate the ten year anniversary of the podcast. We did a ten hour broadcast, and you and uh, and Ingrid, like you guys, were the audio produ- You were the media producers for that. Like you did mm-hmm. audio and video yeah. and live streaming, and that was yeah. A crazy I've definitely thing to be learned. I've definitely some of the tools that you use. I am really glad that I'm aware of them, and I used. I have used them. I think I've seen when like I, you stri- streaming before, yeah. Yeah, I know. There's, but also like, I don't know if I should say like Audio Hijack, for example, yeah. is a really cool software that I don't, th- I don't know if many people know about it, but it's kind of something that like, it's like you, with that type of program, you can literally like bootleg anything that you can imagine like if it's if you are listening to it online you can be recording it it because it's coming through your speakers see and so like things like that i would not have known and i've like i've like used that before to you know some i've i've gotten like private links sent to me before that weren't downloadable and i would just hijack (laughs) it and then i would like do something with it and then send it back and be like so is this what you meant and they never were like, how'd you download that? It's like, well, it's like it's if you're internet. smart enough, then yeah. like, let's see if you can figure it out without, you know. Well, you're somebody like me who's like <laughs> really geeky about technology. You get excited about that kind of stuff, about like figuring out how to solve a problem with, with really cool it's, digital it's, tools. It's always nice to find your own solution right. rather than being like, hey, can you do this for me? Like, I can't do it until you send it or whatever. Right. It's like, no, I'm just going to real quick fix this, this myself click this button right here right <laughs> well and so some you know you mentioned like how one of the advantages of the podcast for you was like meeting a lot of people and i know that that was something that was a big part of like the excitement for you like and we, we've had really great guests come up and i know that for you like collaboration is a big part of the model when you're making music like you're always looking to create with other people you're always you know yeah. in the studio with other people whether it's in chicago or los angeles or even overseas like talk about your kind of like inclination to collaborate and work with different artists like what are the advantages of that like what do you like about that okay that's a good question because again like you are somebody who yeah, if I you mean, look on your SoundCloud you're always working with great talent so I think it would be probably good to rewind my 
thinking to mm-hmm. like when I was 20, it was, that was, I'm about to turn 24 this month actually, which is insane. Going to rent me. a car soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so when anyways, you were 20. Anyway, so, so when I first started producing, I was more in the mindset of like, I'm going to be a producer. I'm going to make beats. I'm going to have artists, you know, rap, sing over my beats. And that's like where my head was at at that Mm -hmm. time and and now my head's totally in a different place now it's like well over time most of the music that the music that i'm most proud of that i've worked on that i've collaborations that i've done have always been like in the artist's hands like the artist releases it right um Uh, yeah i know i mean i've been with you at these times where you're like Oh, man, and I'm waiting on so-and-so to put this yeah. out. Or, oh, so-and-so's putting this out, and I did that with them a year and a half yeah, ago. Yeah, so, so I've been... And somebody, I can't even really say... There's multiple people that told me this over time that I just remember significantly is that I they said that I should take a more, like, being an artist approach to being a music producer. Like, I mm-hmm. should just release instrumental music, and I should just be you know i should just be probe i shouldn't worry about like sending beats i don't even send beats like i people ask me to send beats i don't do that i don't work like that but i have been focusing more on making me like the stuff that i've been making recently the last six months or so has all been music that like i'm in control of like i'm gonna release it i'm gonna call it shots i'm not gonna feel like somebody or my portfolio is being like held back because somebody else isn't ready to release the music or you know what i mean and right. ju- and like just besides that i'm ready to be more of an artist myself like i'm ready to just speak for myself i want my creative talent to speak for itself i don't i don't need somebody else to release a song that i produced because that is supposedly going to be the best way for me to like get heard it's like well i think you know, the best way for me to get myself heard is for me to just be the truest to myself that I can be, make the best music I can make and figure out how to roll with that. Right. You know, I should never, nobody should ever rely on other artists or other people to be, like, putting you on. Like, if if somebody decides to put you on, then, like, it should be, like, more of a spontaneous thing that is in the moment and not, like... Right. You know, no, I get. I would get what you're saying. Begged for or whatever. Well, and I think in in addition to you growing as an artist and like really like retooling how you're approaching, you know, releasing music as an artist, I think that you have not just from being in, involved with the podcast, but through a lot of your own trial and error, a lot of your own research, a lot of your own experiences. Like, I think you've gained a lot of the industry side knowledge as well about how like distribution works, about how promotion works, about how collaborations work like outside of just producing like i think your knowledge and arsenal of like of of tools like that has really grown in the last i'd say year and a half do you feel like that i'd say that if it hadn't then i definitely went to columbia for absolutely no reason (laughs) i mean but not just i I think your experience really informed that too i you know because obviously the music industry is it's it's like hard to define. You can't put any limits on it. There's no boundaries. Anything can happen. You really like can't predict anything. 
things go viral and, you know, some people think it's like the worst thing that they've ever heard and other people are like going absolutely losing their minds to it. But as far as distribution, like all the legal stuff and mm -hmm. like, the, I mean, the, like if we're talking about PR, you know, it's always better for, I was focusing on a lot on getting PR and like blog support when it was 2015, 2016, mm -hmm. you know, PR is, can help you tremendously. It's always better for any blog, even if it's a small one that nobody really knows about to post your music rather than you post your own music, be like, Hey, I released a song. It's on my SoundCloud or like whatever. Right. If there's somebody, even if it's like your friend's blog and it's like, Hey, this person released, but I mean, of course, it's always best to shoot for the stars. So you know, actually, um, and like, yeah, it's it's important to know how that stuff works. Um, it's important to know what like ASCAP is, even if it might not pay you until like you get your music in a movie or right. on the radio. It's important to know how to get your music on Spotify because most people think it's difficult and it's really not that difficult. It's just it's, TuneCore. You, you yeah. literally can go to... It's not just TuneCore. It's like 20 million other companies that right. are providing the same service. And see, so, and again, like, you, I think you definitely have a much broader and more informed knowledge of that stuff now. Um, I do. I have, a, I have a much better understanding of a lot of things than I did two years ago or... Yeah, it's yeah. it's always a challenge too, and like, it's sad to say, but it's I feel like the truth that you kind of have to, you just have to fail. You have to like make mistakes, and you have to find out the hard way. Like if you're not finding out the hard way, then you might be like that rare person that's just like, oh, that happened to that guy. I'm not gonna do that, and that happened to that person, and I'm not gonna do that. It's like, that's but most rare. people have like, to learn themselves. You have to just. Go through all the trials and tribulations yourself for you to like truly understand, you know? No, no absolutely. Because even like TuneCore, since you brought that up, right? Um, TuneCore might be great if you're Beyonce and you have the craziest fan base and you post something on Twitter and it goes like legendary viral. Yeah, yeah. 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 But if you're me or if you, you know, if you're like, an upcoming artist that doesn't have a fan base that'll die for you, then TuneCore really isn't going to do that much because all they do is they, you, you pay for like a distribution credit and they put your music on there and you're getting a hundred percent of your music or a hundred percent of your like revenue. But that company, that distribution company is not like pitching it. Right. And, and they're actually, there there you. are, like, parts of TuneCore that I'm not involved in. Like, there's, like, the uh, publishing and, like, artist services that I've right. not actually um, really looked into that much. I'm aware of it. But I am using a new distribution company called STEM. Okay. Which is the first company that I've seen, like, more than a dollar from. So I mean, that's, if you're getting paid in the music business, you yeah. like that's a victory. And if any, if y'all don't know what STEM is, you should check out STEM because it's 
a new distribution company where all the collaborators uh, have to agree on the splits like beforehand. So like, okay. so like it's it's really like the best place, or it's like the, really easy for everybody to accept their cut or their split, and it pays you like every fifteenth of the month, every month. That's and awesome. And the statistics, the analytics are amazing, and they pitch to like Spotify and Apple playlists for you. And they're super helpful. Respond within like 30 minutes on email. Um, so they're doing the work. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's real people. Also, I've heard good good things about in-groups. All those invite-only exclusive companies are the the ones to be a part of because you know they're gonna help you if they believe in your work. I mean, or they're gonna pitch your work if you put in the time to fill out this long form. Basically the telling them how serious you are about this song. And, like, you have to be very specific. I want it to be pitched to X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. And if you don't tell them X, Y, and Z, then they're going to be like, sorry, I'm not going to go and do the research for you. Right. Like You, you yeah. still have to do your own work, but there are real people that will be working for you versus, like, a distribution credit is just like transferring a file to where it can be listened to. Right. I guess. Now I know that you, you've been traveling for a few months and you were just in Los Angeles too. Um, like it looks like you were working on music in Los Angeles. Was that the case? Yes. How was that? Because obviously like LA is such a music city and that's the dream for so many people. And it's like, so you really got to go have that experience. Yeah. It was cool. I uh, worked with Lorene Chia who is really awesome. Um, if you're I listening actually, to this on the podcast, you're taking off your jacket. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, yes. okay, so you're uh, in L.A. Hopefully they didn't hear that. Anyway, so I went to L.A. for two weeks after going to Europe for two and a half weeks. Didn't really make any music in Europe because I was just traveling, mm-hmm. having a crazy time. Looks like you were having a killer time. <laughs> but L.A., yeah, I worked with Lorene Chia. She sang on three tracks for me which is amazing it was like a two-hour session very very happy with what i got from her um i actually this has never happened with any other artist but i connected with her on linkedin which is amazing because i don't even know like how we were connected on linkedin but i just saw her face and i liked her hair and i clicked on her picture and i was like oh singer and then i was like looked her up and she sounds like amazing um, linkedin man it's like linkedin can do a lot for you <laughs> yeah I've, really been, can. I've been working on my linkedin <laughs> so hit me up on linkedin that, yeah uh, dm on linkedin um so you were in los angeles and you then guys I, I also there. worked yeah. with this guy named sam nicolosi mm-hmm. who i was recommended to or i was recommended by this other artist named sam hudgens he's a saxophone player mm. and he's a keyboard player i think he's actually a music teacher in Colum- or in chicago but he's really really amazing too and there were, oh there's also this girl named mary mary rose and we met a pretty cool song and i i stayed with my friend kenyon solomon who's also really Dope music producer and songwriter. And I worked with a few other people there too, but So you yeah. you had the experience though. Yeah, it was it was really cool. The it was really easy to create there. The weather is amazing. Right. Just the whole vibe 
was amazing. Like everything that I was making there felt alive and and happy and well your music you know if anyone hasn't heard it they can go to what soundcloud.com slash prove sounds right yes yeah prove sounds so yep. prove sounds then ask the end and your well, music well you can just search me as prove i think right. i think i'm finally to a point where like if you search except on google but if you go on instagram twitter or soundcloud or spotify search prov you will i'll be like the first person you got that unique name seo yeah, yeah but google is difficult because it's providence it's google. there's sure but on your soundcloud like your music is very like ethereal very atmospheric very like my whole everything is about to change my okay. I, I might even take everything down soon so you might reinvent. I was just gonna say that. Yeah. I feel like the music that you've already published that we've heard it fits very well with. I feel like a California vibe of being very like, hmm. you know, again like very okay. ambient, very kind of like yeah. laid back. Cool. Thanks. I mean, it might just just my take on it, man. But it's like you know yeah. you're like if you listen on the top couple tracks on your SoundCloud right now, they're very like dream pop's not the right word, but they've definitely got like an mm. atmospheric element. Yeah, to it. definitely. Um, but you think For you might sure. retool that? Yeah, definitely, because um, the majority of the music that I've been working on for the last, I'd say, yeah, like a year and a half now has been, well, if, for anybody that's heard the What You Want project, mm-hmm. um, it's not, it's like kind of in that direction, but it's honestly just like, it's more of a house direction. It's like funky soul jazz house. It's mm-hmm. upbeat. It's like it's really kind of good vibes, you know. There's instruments. There's it's not like super like electronic synthy, mm-hmm. but there are like there are electronic elements. I mean, it is yeah like dance danceable music and something people could DJ. Yeah, definitely something. I'm trying to make music more appropriate for the, the club, the club, the club scene. Yeah, dance floors. Um, but yeah, also, yeah, I'd say um, the thing with the magician has kind of been influencing me a lot. But besides that, I, I started I started making house music like 2015 October. Okay. Or I started like being really that my mindset just entered that territory around that time. So. Do you think that might be like where you're moving into? Yeah. All right. <laughs> Maybe. 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 All right. Something like that. We'll see. So, okay. So now you've got all this. You've built a body of work. You've gotten your footing with, like, collaborations. You've started, you know, you've, you've learned how, like, the publishing distribution, like, you've really done a lot of the groundwork here. You've really got a, a real, like, foundation, and you've published a lot of music. Like, where do you go from here? Like, what's the next step for what you're doing? to do more honestly but i'm st- i'm starting to perform yeah so definitely trying to get myself out there in the venues uh djing performing really just i need to be putting out will be putting out more music that will hopefully be i have a music video with daniela de luna aka trans luna coming mm-hmm. out this summer it was actually one of the first house disco it's actually more disco 
tracks that I've made. We made it together. Okay. Co-produced by Daniela DeLuna. Nice. And yeah, she definitely actually influenced me to go that direction quite a bit. And so we shot a crazy music video for it. It's, it's called Open Up. There's a lot of people involved. There's a seven-day shoot. Really wild production. I don't want to say too much about it, but it'll be out sometime this summer. And I'm really excited about it because I really don't have any video work. I'm actually getting into sound design. I've been doing sound design and film scoring projects lately. So I'm definitely going in that direction as well. So, dude, you are just trying like, to branch out. and Yeah. You're, yeah. you're really building that portfolio. I mean, movies, movies and film score, I mean, just, yeah, movies, TV shows, and the music, and how all of it works together is, is really fascinating to me, so I know that I, I can totally do it, too. I just need to... I think you could totally score stuff, because like I said, your, your yeah. music has, like, that mood and that, that atmosphere to it. I have it a couple, that I think totally couple short films that I've already done. They're just, they're, like, still in post-production. That's, right. That's like I said, it's like work that I've done that I wish I could share it, but I can't because it's not in my hands. Yeah. I could share the, the soundtrack, but it's, I need the visual. To accompany it. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Right. Um, dude, it's been, so here's Definitely, the thing. Yeah. Also, like, I'm trying to get my music. Eventually, my goal is to have my music, like, just, I would love throughout my career to be able to hear my music in commercials, video games, movies, shows. I think you could I totally really, tap really, into that field. Really want to go into that. Direction. That's a lot of exciting collaboration that can happen there, and I know that you're yeah. somebody who like who you you dig collaboration, and I think that'd be great I for do. you, man. I love working with um, different musicians. Yeah, love I think that that like that really musicians. fuels you. Now we're, I love working with other producers too. Yeah, yeah. I don't just collaborate with like singers and artists I work I mean because producers are artists as well so absolutely yeah just because you're not going to get on mic doesn't mean you're not I'm not a talent yeah yeah of course so here's the thing man it's been really cool to see you in the years that I've known you since like 2013-14 like I think 2014 uh, to really see you develop as a talent as an artist as an entrepreneur like and as somebody who's really You've learned so much already, and you're really, I, from what I see, like taking control of your destiny and not waiting for other people to make it happen for you. I think that's really awesome. That's really admirable. So I'm really glad to see that happening for you. That's exciting. I just had to say that. I just had to give you props on camera, man, because you're doing it. I wish that I, I wish that the mindset I had right now in the past year or so, I wish that I had that mindset when I was like just 20 or something or even I'm always kind of envious of producers who started making beats and they're like 12 or 14 and by the time they're like 16 or 17 they're already like they're already buzzing and they're like touring and doing all these crazy things and I'm just like you know but everybody <laughs> figures it out on their time man yeah they really no, it's do. all good I mean I know some of the most successful people didn't even nobody even knew who they were until they were 28 or some people hit it in their 30s or, or their 40s 30s. yeah so it's not even about what how old you are it's not about like what age you're at it's i guess it's more about the growth whether or not it's actually happening you know a yeah. lot of people do the same thing year after year and it's like you got to adapt know, it's like 
Yeah. You have yeah. to adapt. You got to keep pushing. I can't, you know, that's, that's a lot of producers, I think, still have the mindset that it's like they just got to work with the right rapper. Like they got to work with the right person that's going to like help their career. And like they need that one song to take off or, or something like. Like they're waiting on a thing. Yeah, but you got to be your own artist. You got to, if you're really good at making beats, then make really amazing beats and let them speak for themselves because you can't have an artist like represent your work all the time. Right. Uh, you have to be your own, you know? No, and, I think. And that's, I think it's always, it's always more, I think, fulfilling. It's always just like more of an accomplishment. When to you put me, yourself if on. I if I like put out something that's one hundred percent me and and that gets noticed versus like you know because you, when you have other artists that you're some, another artist puts out a song it's almost more it's more on them right it's more on them it's less you don't pressure have any control for me on that. but I also, I've actually always felt like I was responsible like any any song that I produced. If the, when the artist releases it, I w- I've always been a part of the, like, the PR process. Like, I've, I've really, if I didn't, you know, help with that, then I feel like I just wouldn't be doing my job. Like, why wouldn't I right. want to email it to, like, every person that I think might like it or whatever? Or, you yeah. know what I mean? You're on, you're on every, every level of it. I get it. Um, you're on the DNA. Um, yeah, so it's... You got to push yourself on, I guess. So let's do this. Let's get Daniela, Daniela <laughs> DeLuna uh, on the podcast this summer when the video comes out. Yes. When she's back let's in the States. It. And obviously get you in that, in that interview as well, man. But, like, you know that, like, I'm super proud of the work you're doing. I'm super appreciative of all the everything you've contributed to the podcast. And the podcast is definitely better for having had you involved, man. So thank you. Like, I wanted to say thank you formally while you're here. Yeah. Thank you. Absolutely. You having man. me. Yeah, this is like, we'll continue the conversation. You know, you're part of the Dynasty family. Uh, and people can Thanks. find your work, Prove Sounds, yes. on SoundCloud and just search Prove on, on any social or digital platform. Yes. Yep. I dig it, man. I also have my first, uh, I'm working on my first DJ mix ever. It's going to be 60 minutes long. Nice. And I'm thinking I'm going to release it on my birthday, which is April 27th. And I'm really excited for it because I've never done anything like that. And you're branching out. I, yeah, I think it's I think it's something that's gonna help in a lot of different ways that I I don't even realize right now. But you're opening doors, man. You know we'll yeah. we'll share it as well. So uh, Prove Crivachet, Prove Sounds on all social and everything like that, man. Thank you so much for coming up, dude. It's always good to see yeah, you. Absolutely. Thanks awesome. For You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.